This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Great to have you with us this morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines, still kind of in the afterglow of uh, last week's immaculate week uh, for the Texas Tech Athletic Program. It continued last night, the uh, success with the uh, Lady Raiders winning over Lamar 61 to 44. We're we're on this we're on a pretty good roll right now as a as an athletic department group sports season so to speak. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean the football win was big because get you closer to bowl eligibility. Right. Yeah. Um <laughs> soccer is obviously huge cuz mm-hmm. it's in the postseason but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what what we got going in basketball. I don't know if that I guess you can only win the games they put in front of you, but right. I don't know that I'm calling any of that immaculate. Well, I mean, I mean, you 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 won. I you mean, won. You, I know. I get it. You but won, and, and if, I mean, all your sports have won. That's the yes. I get that's, it. That's, that's, the, that's in that's volleyball. The, those were yeah. big wins for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they 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 had the. I mean, they had the beat. thing in. They had the jaws of victory, and they were getting ready to clamp down on West Virginia. West Virginia said, "Not so fast. We're going to play." We're gonna now. We're gonna play hard after we're down two two one, and they they won a set, and they were on the verge of winning the fifth set and having a, a happy ride home to Morgantown. And then the Red Raider volleyball team said, eh, "Not okay, so fast, my friend. Not so fast, my friend. We're gonna we're gonna delay the start of this basketball game, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back and win a fifth set." So that was all was well and all was well and good. Yeah, I mean, that's good stuff. You're also still forgetting a really huge piece of good news. I, I know. I mean, it, I, I know we don't cover recruiting. We don't really talk a whole lot about that. But I mean, everybody's everybody's pretty we happy would, about this number two recruiting class to get for softball. We would be points. stoked yes. for them if it was a top twenty. Sure, sure. Yeah, this is amazing. number two. Well, we'd be we'd be stoked if uh, you know a lot of sports were in the top twenty. Yeah, yeah. And no, this is, you're, you're there's right. only one better. And they're like, I know the pre the the number one yeah, team in the history of the all. I've not, not downplayed it or poo pooed it. I've just was just talking about the competition on the on the field was has been immaculate. I, I'd say that these coaches immaculate, think this competition much. and recruiting is yeah. on the is pretty important too. Yeah. Hey, um, I mean, haven't we been? Uh, haven't we learned fair around here about overhyping things? No, we haven't learned our lesson. We haven't. <laughs> this isn't our ranking. No, like that's I'm, I'm totally. That's awesome. He's that's about, amazing. He's I'm, talking about my my use of the word immaculate and getting. I'm not. I'm not just overly pumped with how it's. I mean, we started. sit here the off season and be like, man, I wish we would have a basketball game to be entertained by. Mm-hmm. I wish we would have somebody in you mm-hmm. know at home and non conference play that would give us sure. even a bit of a challenge and make it entertaining. And now we're four and zero against Sisters of the Poor JV, and we're like, "This is immaculate." Yeah, we're immaculate. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> hey, I was—I know actually five and zero, right? Uh, the women are three and zero, and the men are two and zero. Yeah, yeah, so, so five, five, yeah. five and zero. Hey, I was listening to uh, Double T ninety seven three at the end of the ball game uh, the other night, the other day into the the Tech KU game, and I uh, wanted to hear the, the on field interview with Coach McGuire with uh, Chris Level, and. Uh, Coach McGuire, now I don't. I'm just gonna tell you what he said, okay? And then you tell me if you would have done this too. Apparently, in their hotel room that they stayed in, uh, they stayed in a suburb um, 
about uh, I don't know, 30, 40 miles, about 40 miles from uh, from Lawrence. Coach McGuire's room number was 1111 on 1111. And he said, so I made a wish. I don't think I would have. Would you have thought to do that? I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have never put it together that. I was in a room 1111 on 1111. Uh, 11. Okay, you wouldn't have. So I surely wouldn't have thought to make a wish. Okay. Yeah. I would have I would have I will admit I would have connected 1111 with 1111, but I didn't know that you made a wish when that happened. So I I probably wouldn't have made the wish, okay? Okay. He wished for a win and got it, but I mean, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put those I wouldn't have put all three of those things together. I would have gotten two of them. Because I went, oh, hey, I'm in 11-11-11-11. How ironic is that? Or what a dink! I think I probably would have said, what a dink!" And then I probably would have told a number of people, hey, you know what? I'm in 11-11-11-11. Do you think that says something? I think I probably But I wouldn't have thought to make a wish on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think I would have known you, to make a wish either. When you see a falling star, do you make a wish? When you see the... When you look out at the sky at night and you see that there's only one star, do you make a wish? Because those are two things that you're supposed to do as well. I do not. Okay, I, I, I will not. tell you I do that. When I see like just the one star, I'm like I make a wish. I'm like, oh, there's just one star out. And then kind of do a quick scan around, make a wish. You know, the most of the time when you're doing that, you're making a wish on Venus, right? Hey, a star is a star, right? Whatever the first the first blink out there is what I see. Better than Serena. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> we get this, uh, a thumbs up J M a thumbs up C H and a thumbs up J L. Good morning. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Welcome back, Jamie. I missed you. <laughs> uh, Red Raider two guns says Shelly and her fantasy football team isn't immaculate. Ooh. Yeah. E. Uh, this listening to the morning drive at Amarillo hotel, first leg of California trip. Hashtag wreck em. Oh, well, good luck. And, uh, Drive safely if that's uh, if that's what you're doing. You know, if you're driving driving west to California, A, then be uh, be safe. Yeah, I don't care if you're driving like to 50th in Indiana. Yeah, drive <laughs> safely. Drive safely. Don't right? drive like Chuck. Yeah, or 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 just get out of the way, and we'll, everybody will be happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's your uh, what was your take of the Red Raider basketball game on Sunday? What 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 did you see that you liked or that you didn't like? Uh, I I like that you you um uh, you could win a low scoring game mm-hmm. when uh, on a day that your offense wasn't great. Obviously, you know your lead dog scoring wise is Pop Isaacs, and he didn't have a great day shooting the the um, the ball. But I actually thought he played really well. I thought he did some things, you know. A couple games ago, he had five turnovers. He had five assists in this game, um, which I, I thought was nice. I, I actually felt like um, <clears throat> that I, I really liked what I saw from him in that game, in a game where he didn't shoot it well. Um, I think Cambridge is a guy that uh, just kind of hangs around the rim, uh, and and he led you in scoring, and, and I thought the Red Raiders did a good job finding him. I thought they moved the ball well, so... It just was a, a bit of an ugly game, but good teams can can win and you know up tempo, high scoring games, and good teams can win when you have to you know kind of duke it out a little bit and muck it up. Right. And uh, it wasn't pretty, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't I didn't think too much of it. Again, you're you're just so early into this 
Grant McCaslin era with so many new players, I just think it's going to take a little bit of time to to figure everything out, and um, it's going to take some games under their belt to to get good chemistry and to figure out who works well with each other and all those things. Uh, So I, I didn't think, oh, man, this is a sign that we're not very good or anything like that. Kind of liked the fight. It was chippy. Yeah, it was. It I, was. I kind of liked that. It was chippy. I mean, um, and and you know you, the way that you finished, I really liked. I mean, you go on an eighteen to two run. Um, I thought the Tucson three was the big kind of turnaround in that game. Uh, he had ten. Yeah, which is interesting because I'd prefer he not shoot three pointers. Right, he was one for five. He does right. not look good shooting the three. Well, I really like his game, but I don't love his. Mm-hmm. He just he does not bring me confidence when he pulls it from behind the Well, arm. frankly, I mean, did anybody? I mean, you were three of 16. And well, on that day, no. But, yeah. I mean, usually when Pop pulls up, Pop, I'm like, yeah, money yeah. is going in. Right. Well, and he and he had a he had one there at the end. Um, and he that was his only shot that he made uh, was the three ball in addition to uh, he went five of six from the free throw line. Yeah, seven rebounds, too, for Pop. Yeah. He let and him five five assists. Man, uh-huh. he like you know we've talked about him, you know, just being a little bit more of a complete player. Sure, and it's unfortunate that he did it on a day where he he didn't shoot well. But, right, but showing that he you know on a day where my shots not falling, I can mm-hmm. still help my team win. Yeah, you know, let him in, in rebounding and assists. You'll you'll take that. I think the other thing that was impressive too was they didn't have very many turnovers. They only had eleven turnovers in the ball game. Yeah. So I mean, for a team that's you know just especially in a game that's a together. little bit ugly. Yeah, yeah, right. All those all those things. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 973 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. A couple things going on in college football I wanted to kind of pick your brain about. Um I I I feel like that I think you're with me on this, but I feel like I'm in the minority on this in that um I really don't like the Michigan attitude uh the, the Harbaugh attitude with regard to this sign stealing caper. And I think it's, I think it's elevated beyond what maybe other schools do. And I think some of the, the arrogance and the, Hey, uh, kind of in your face return back to the big 10 and the NCAA is what's, what's causing this, this suspension. Um, I, I didn't necessarily like that the big 10 suspended him without due process, so to speak, where it was a little strange. You know, I, I agree. I, I didn't necessarily like that, but uh, now Harb- but, but surely there must have been some process. Yes, yeah, no, that, they. I mean, they had a lot of evidence, but I mean, but Michigan didn't, and Harbaugh specifically didn't get a chance to really state their case, so to speak. It felt like, it felt like you know there wasn't any you know kind of opportunity for them to to defend themselves. Um, I feel like the Big Ten was really really pressured into that by the other schools in the conference, and 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 maybe justifiably so in, uh-huh. that that. They feel like that this has been egregious to the point where, hey, no matter what we have said to them or they have just continued to look the other way or or kind of give you the finger, so to speak. And and now uh, Jim Harbaugh says, I'm going to talk on Friday. I'm going. I'm just looking forward to that opportunity, due process. I'm not looking for special treatment, not looking for a popularity contest, just looking for the merit of what the case is. Well, and, and I'm interested in that too. He, he, he did, and I have had this thought, myself not not just like this but but there have been times when i thought man when i talk to attorneys i'm like man i i really would have liked to have been an attorney i think because i think i would really like to have been in the courtroom and state my case even though that's really what you see on tv with 
whether it was Perry Mason or Matlock or, you know, if you, 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 you kind of look like those guys. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like I could feel like you'd be a good. That you're right. You're you would be a I feel, good. I feel like I could state my case. You know, you'd be a good TV lawyer. Yeah, a good TV. I don't lawyer. know if you'd be a real one, <laughs> yeah, right. but you really look like those guys. Uh, he said this. He goes, I always felt like it'd be cool to get up there and thunder away at a jury like Tom Cruise and a few good men, or be a judge. Right. Alas, I did not go to law school. This will be the first time I've ever been in this situation. So, um, but I feel like I feel like Harbaugh the, said that. Yeah, Harbaugh said that. It's just, I mean, that just add that to it. It just like he, like he, it feels like he doesn't take any of this serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and and you know, every time I've said something about this, I get the. The, the KU aspect of it. Look, I didn't like how they responded. I've said that repeatedly. I didn't like the... He did, it, and he and, and you talked about their arrogance about he, it, and he yeah. didn't like it, Yeah, and I felt, which is usually surprising because you usually brag about Kansas' <laughs> arrogance. Right. Yeah. Being a little smug, you know, it's like they've come by it Yeah, honestly. you take pride in it. They come by it honestly to a degree, but I... I which is very confusing I did me. not. I did not like... Yeah. I did not... I didn't like their response. I didn't like what... Felt like that they should have gotten some some penalties. Anyway, but the, these are two different these are two different things. Okay, but I feel like I feel like the 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 college football fan public is more on the side of Harbaugh and Michigan than is on the side of the other Big Ten schools. Are going, hey, you guys made your bet here. Now you got to lie in it. Yeah, I guess I don't have a good gauge like like you're saying there of what the typical college football fan. Um, it feels like um, what you're getting from Michigan is exactly what you got from Astros fans, right? Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's doing it, okay? Well, everybody's doing something, okay? Well, in the Astros case, Major League Baseball figured out everybody was doing it and said, okay, stop doing these certain things, Yeah. okay? And others listened, mm-hmm. and the Astros didn't. And I wonder if this is a sim- similar deal with, with the uh, – um, with what the that Michigan has done, it's been stated, which in a rule that I didn't know, yeah. specifically you cannot videotape, you know, uh, you can't future opponents or whatever, their sidelines and their signs and all that kind of stuff. You can go watch games all you want, but you can't record them. Well, I had no idea. Do I think it's a little bit silly? Seems odd. Yeah. Seems odd. Um, but if that's the rule, that's the rule. And um, it does feel like Michigan's like, well, it's a stupid rule. It's a dumb rule. You know, it doesn't even feel like they're denying it, you know, and, and there's just so much evidence that says that they're, they're doing it. Okay. It, it's, I mean, not surprising. And, and it does, I kind of have always been, I feel like when you're talking Duke, Michigan and, or excuse me, Duke, North Carolina and basketball, or you're talking, um, you know, you're talking Michigan, Ohio state and football. You have to like every year, even though you, you're not a part of it. You pick one team to root for. Mm-hmm. I've always been the Michigan guy for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, I have too. I've always, I was, I, yeah. I'm with you. I, I've I've always never really been liked Ohio State. Yeah. I felt like the Ohio State. Again, kind of shocking that. I I know, you're the one that says it and annoys the living bejeekers out of me. And you're the one that consistently says it. And you don't like it. But yeah. you kill, continue to say me. Yeah. I see the Cooper folks are doing that now. Cooper High School folks are doing the Lubbock Cooper High School. Oh, they are over Lubbock, over Liberty Cooper for Liberty oh. or Liberty Cooper. Yes. Oh wow. I see the Lubbock Cooper folks, <laughs> which I feel is kind of comical. Um, we got a little in in infighting there. Yeah, little, that's little, good. Little I mean, it, surely water. it's going to turn into sure. some sort of rivalry, you would right? Think, right? Yeah. Sure. So I get it. Sure. Um, 
Anyway, so I've always fallen on the side of rooting for Michigan over Ohio State. I mean, it's just because of why you just said, because I know a bunch of media members in the Metroplex, and they're all Ohio State guys, and they're so incredibly arrogant, and that's the only reason. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, And so I feel like I want to be on the side of Harbaugh here, but just his arrogance over the whole deal. Yeah. And like, okay, well, it's a rule, and, and you're you're clearly not following the rule, and and then it makes me wonder: Is this why suddenly Michigan has been able to beat Ohio State? Is this why Michigan has finally figured out a way to get it done because they weren't before? Um, I don't I don't know. I, I just uh, I just don't like his arrogance. I don't like any of the answers we've heard from Michigan on this deal. Uh, I don't know. I'm anxious to hear what he has to say on Friday. You know, I, I, but it's man, it feels like uh, it feels like he just thinks it's a big joke. I'm surprised they couldn't find a judge to give him an injunction uh, so that he could coach on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I, I really expected that to to come down and going. Okay, it he, was the a federal holiday. All the judges were off. It was oh, Veterans Day. Okay, it was like the Friday after Thanksgiving. Friday. Okay, ain't nobody working that day for them. Okay, so the so the Big Ten planned that. The, I would find it extremely hard to believe they didn't. That was no coinky dink there. Mm, that's do it on Thursday. You can get an injunction. Wait until Friday. Well, they waited until he got on a plane yeah. to go to Michigan or to go to Penn State before leaving Michigan before they made their ruling. I mean, he didn't find out until they landed. I don't know. It's it's all very, very interesting. Seems a lot about a lot. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thanks for being with us this morning with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts and comments on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Go to Double T 97.3.com for that or the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open too. At eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three, the uh, mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. We get this. This is a compliment for you, Jamie. And I'm not sure about the rest of us that were here yesterday. Nice to hear the calming and steadying tones of Jamie this morning. Thank you. Glad you're hearing those tones. Um, <laughs> glad I'm upright again. Um, I heard it wasn't calm or steadying yesterday. Well, I don't. I don't. I. I was. I th- I, I, I saw somewhere on the chat line that somebody said you had your what kind of car do you drive moment. I did. I had a little bit of that moment. I had one of those moments yesterday. Just one. Just one? Just one. Yeah, just just one. <clears throat> just might have had one. Did you get it all out? Yeah, got it mm-hmm. all. Yeah, I, got, I felt better after that. He may or may not have been corrected on something that he said on the chat line when Chuck probably didn't really get it wrong, to be fair to Chuck. It was heard wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and fairness to Chuck, you know, 18-19, he was talking about 2018-2019. Yeah, that's just said 18-19. 19 And that started us down the spiral, and KU arrogance got brought up, and, and then we, you know, we're off to the races. It wasn't too bad, though. We uh, heard Arms of the Angel for the first time in quite some time. We heard what now? <clears throat> Arms of an Angel for oh, the yeah. first time in Is quite that, some time. Right. We hadn't, mm-hmm. we hadn't had the sad dog music in quite some time. Sad dog music. <laughs> I love how the animal always changes. It's <laughs> dogs, the ele- elephants, elephant, cats, yeah. whales. Are, whales, right. Yeah. Uh, this Taylor Beatles said on Optimum Game Day Live that he thought Tech if was going to have a chance to win, they would have to make it a slugfest in the trenches by running the ball. Run, run, and run some more. He must have been 
Right, as that's exactly what Kitley did until the last 26 seconds. And I just think if you look at the first few mm-hmm. drives there, um, I mean, Barron took some chances, and there were some balls that very well could have been picked off besides sure. the one that was picked off down near the goal line. And so <clears throat> I think that it, uh, I don't know, it just looked like that he wasn't reading that Kansas defense really well. And so, I, I mean, I give Coach Kitley and, you know, coaching staff credit for Hey, you know what? They're we've got a lead now. Mm-hmm. Okay, you were up ten zero early on, um, and I thought for all the world that holding call was going to cost you the game because um, it would have been fourteen zero and not ten zero. Sure. Um, but you're up ten. Their quarterback's out. Okay, you're having success running the football. Okay, they've got a guy with no experience in there. Mm-hmm. And they haven't shown at this point that they can score. So let's run the football. Let's milk the clock. Yeah. Let's avoid turning the ball over and giving them a short field or any of that. Um, let's let's do those things. And it's not going to look pretty. Uh, it's not going to put up a bunch of points. We're not going to have any Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week awards unless it's Taj Brooks. Um, and just just try to try to shorten the game that way. That's what it looked like to me, um, and ultimately that's, you know, again, I, I described it earlier as playing not to lose rather than playing to win. I think sometimes you need a little of that, and I think going back to the West Virginia game, I think you could have done a whole lot more of that. Like, hey, we've we just lost our starting quarterback. We've got mm-hmm. the, the new guy in, and not that he doesn't have experience. He made some starts the year before, but – um, he hasn't taken a lot of reps this year, and it's raining, and they got a backup quarterback that's terrible. Um, so, you know, let's just, uh, you know, for whatever reason, at no point did they decide let's run the football with, with Tosh Brooks, who's having a good day. Like, well, I shouldn't say no at no point because they did in the second half. Yeah. They did in the second half. But um, you didn't do that. And I felt like this was them learning from that mistake that was West Virginia and using it against Kansas. The other thing that I thought was interesting, we talked about this, and I gave you credit last year for for saying this because I think you were exactly right about they, they stopped going for it as much on fourth down and at, at the last you know four ball games or so of the, of the season. But Coach McGuire talked yesterday about punting late instead of going for it. And really, they did play some field position and actually used your All-American punter. The one thing that we've done a little bit different this year, we really stick to analytics, but we try to, you know, that game was a really defensive game. And we were playing minus a um, one play, the you know, the option play to where we got upfield. Um, you know, our three technique got hooked. Uh, then, you know, we had a freshman in the open field against one of the best backs in the country, you know, not make the tackle. Uh, Rabbit should have made the tackle and got the ball down, and that didn't happen. And so besides that really one play, we were playing really good defense. So it was, hey, let's put the – try to pin them back and, and make them drive the field. Um, you know, and, and that was going to happen either way, but especially now um, we've been through it, the pains of playing with a – Number three quarterback, um, they were playing with a young quarterback, so it's almost like, hey, let's see if, if he can beat us. And so there was a couple times that probably were a goal. It was really close, um, but that was more, hey, let's go play defense because we're playing good defense today. 
Man, I was I was thrilled to see Austin McNamara come out there a couple of times and and pin him back. And KU really never had very good field position, and that's something that Tech did have uh, at times throughout the game, particularly in the first half when you were scoring. Is is really good field position because they were having to punt into the wind because your defense was pinning them back. Yeah, I just feel like again that you were saying, hey, we're not going to give them a short field here. Mm-hmm. We're not going to risk it. We have a lead. Let's punt the ball. Our defense has been great. Let them play and force them to go the length of the field with a inexperienced quarterback. Uh, somebody says this. Uh, they should have called offensive pass interference on the halfback pass by KU there at the end. Would have made the field goal tougher. I don't know if it would have made the field goal tougher or um, or not. Um, I'm, it would have taken more time off the clock, potentially. Um, maybe not that much, but uh, at any rate, um, they didn't call it. Probably should have called it. Probably right. Again, I don't know if it makes it tougher or easier because that angle was it when it's short like that. I think sometimes the angle's harder as opposed to the distance. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. This depends I, who the kicker is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Seven twenty-two this morning here on the morning drive. All right. One last thing from Coach McGuire. He talks about the the timeout on that last KU drive. Timeout. It was. I was kind of waiting. I waited a couple of seconds to call it because I was going to see if he was going to call one because I think he also had one left. And uh, our thought was, you know, get it there because whether they kick a field goal or they scored a touchdown, we needed some time left to go try to go score. So just, you know, I think it's one thing that you see more and more these days of just playing defense and trying to get a stop there. You see more and more teams, you know, get the timeouts. I mean, it's not traditional football. You know, if you go back to old school traditional football, you're going to get a stop and, you know, you're going to win right there or lose right there. And and I think, um, you know, with uh, you see it more and more that we want we, – we knew if we could get 30-plus seconds on the clock, then we'd have an opportunity at least to put the ball in Baron Morton's hand and try to go score. So that's why we call the timeout. They had time, and they were able to, to get those three pass plays completed and then sets up the winning field goal by, by Gino Garcia. Uh, how, how confident with uh, Gino Garcia are you? Uh, are you confident 40 in, 45 in? Is there, a, is there a number for you right now, or do you, or you just feel pretty good when he trots out there? Yeah, yeah, definitely feel good. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, he's I, doing a great job. I think so, too. And, uh, you know, that... Uh, that um, those last three plays started with 26 seconds left, and uh, Tech gets the winning field goal there at the uh, at the very end, and they have to kick off, but you're able to you're able to stop them and uh, get your fifth win, and they'll play Saturday at four o'clock. Optimum Game Day Live coverage begins at 7 a.m. Saturday morning, right here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com, and just like that, the home portion of the football season will be over. By the time uh, the clock strikes midnight on Saturday, it uh, happens very, very quickly. All right, Jamie's question of the day is next. What has he got cooked up for us? We'll find out. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Pick Jamie's brain about the uh, Texas A&M coaching situation with Jim Harbaugh. I mean, Golden Parachute is probably even... A little light for what he's getting to uh, Jim sail Harbaugh with. Or Jimbo Fisher. I mean Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher. Well, Jim Jim Harbaugh. He may he may fly away too and go to the uh, go to the NFL. But but Jimbo Fisher, seventy five million. That's a plus. That's a pretty big number. It's a good number. Seven forty five. Boom boom boom. Next, Jimmy's question of the day. 
Time now for Jamie's question of the day on <clears throat> Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. You've had plenty of time to think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, this is a pretty simple question. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and I'm sure this has changed a little bit after Saturday. What is your confidence level right now that Tech is going to a bowl game? I think it's 75% now. I mean, I had said two or three weeks ago that eh, there's no no chance, but I I think it's I think it's really really high. And it's it's funny, um I walked away from Saturday and I watched quite a bit of the Texas TCU game and Texas only scored like 3 points in the second half. And I watched some of kind of kept track of the UCF Oklahoma State game. Um and I've walked away feeling like and I'm more worried about UCF than I am Texas. I know that maybe maybe UCF just caught lightning in a bottle there and just it just everything every whatever they did, everything worked well for them and it just was a perfect night and Oklahoma State was, you know, coming off the bedlam win and maybe just kind of were a little full of themselves or just kind of was just played down to the moment, so to speak. But I, I'm I'm seventy five percent or more. I think you're gonna get to a bowl game. Okay. There were a lot of things in Saturday's game that I liked. The win was obviously the biggest part. But you didn't try to do too much. You didn't force things uh, after really the first quarter where you were getting yourself in trouble. You made better decisions trusting in the players that you can rely on uh, and let your defense do the work on the road against a ranked opponent. So that does make me feel better. And then I turn around and see what UCF did to Oklahoma State, who I thought was a pretty good football team. Right. Not like peak. <laughs> right. Don't get me like they're not right. at the the Texas or Oklahoma mm-hmm. tiers what we thought, but you know, pretty good football team. Had a chance to play for a Big Twelve championship. Still do, obviously, but whoa. So I'm better than I was a week ago, where I was thinking 20 percent chance. I don't know that I'm much better than 50-50 at this point. So I've definitely improved. Playing at home is going to help. It, but if that UCF team shows up, they might beat everybody on their roster, on the schedule. So you got to win one game. I just... The winning in Austin against the Longhorns, thanks to our our favorite commissioner would be the shock of all shocks for me. Cause you think they'll be highly motivated. There's going to be a lot of reasons why they're going to be motivated. One of which will be an opportunity at a really nice bowl game and, and a very, very nice bowl game and a chance to play for a big 12 championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just, they know how much everybody else wants them to lose that game. And I just think there's, I think that's going to be one ripe football team. So I do not hold out much hope whatsoever for that game, for the Red Raiders. For that game. Okay. What okay. about Saturday? Um, you know, I'm seeing how it's not just the fact that they dismantled Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. but it just feels like they figured <clears throat> some things out in the last few weeks and they're playing their best football. And now they're, Closing in on a bowl appearance. Right. 
So they're truly motivated, right? They, sure. They've got something to play for. Absolutely. They're not down in the dumps. Somebody's going to get to be bowl eligible on Saturday. It's either us or them, and and then they finish up by hosting Houston. So they have to feel, you know, pretty they good. They might about feel like they got a second shot at it. We doesn't necessarily don't. Mm-hmm. Um, now the team probably does. Fan base different. Um, I I'm over fifty percent, but I'm barely above fifty percent. So I'm I'm going to go sixty percent. Okay. 60%. So I'm a little higher than Jeff, but not as high as you. I know I'm 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 all over the road. I'm 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 swerving from guardrail to guardrail. Yeah, I mean that's I mean kind of I mean you're That's how the season has gone. Yeah, that's true. I mean Chuck's personality is a high high and a low sure. low guy. Sure. Right, and, right. So um, so it makes it more fun probably. <laughs> Don't know if it does yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, Jeff and I are kind of more in the middle. That's yeah. That's why you're. We play a little safer mm-hmm. with our emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I throw caution to the wind when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, so, so this week you've got uh, uh, entering in to play. You've got Texas at six and one, and then you've got you know a bunch of teams at five and two: Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Iowa State, K State, and then West Virginia is now uh, bowl eligible. At uh, at six and four and four and, and four and three in the conference, and um, so it'll be it, I don't know it'll be it'll be fun to see kind of who comes out on top of this. And I guess the other thing is it tells you is that man you you just really have had some opportunities this this year uh, to put yourself in a really good spot that you've just let slip away. Yeah, the West Virginia the one is the one that just continues. Is that the one game you'd like to have back? Uh, it would be the most for me just because the conference games mean more. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd love to have Wyoming and Oregon back. I think those what are about BYU? Yeah. With, uh, a with a healthy quarterback? With a healthy quarterback, yes. I don't want to go through it again with a yeah. poor freshman who's not ready for prime time. Um, let's see. This week you have uh, number 17 Oklahoma at BYU. You have Cincinnati at West Virginia. You like to think that West Virginia is going to take care of business there at home. That's that's probably a game where I'm I'm, I'm going to say this that that is a game where if you're West Virginia and you're wanting to make a change at your head football coach th- that would be a game that if they lose that game it could cost Neil Brown his job and they could say you know what we can't beat a three and seven Cincinnati team at home when we have a little bit of momentum because they finished with. Cincinnati this week, and then next week they'll play at Baylor. I mean, they they literally could have an eight win season. Yeah, they could. They could. But I think if I think if they lose this week, that 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 seat will get extremely warm going into the last week of the season with with Baylor. I don't think they will. You don't think they'll lose? No. Yeah. Um, I don't think they. I don't think they'll lose either. I'll I'll, I'll root for them against Cincinnati. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I have a personal upon further review for you this morning. Okay. 8.32. Personal upon further review. Remember the other day, um, it was uh, Greek yogurt day. And we, you know, we 
for our food of the day during this day in sports history. Jeff always gives us a little tidbit about, hey, it's pepperoni pizza day, it's cheeseburger day. I think it was Friday or Thursday last week. Yeah, like it was that. Greek, Greek yogurt day. And uh, the lucky lady happened to be listening and uh, heard me say uh, Greek yogurt. Yeah, I'm completely out on Greek yogurt. Is that where she tells you that that's what's in your cup every day? <laughs> uh, last night I got home from the Lady Raider basketball game and she uh, opened up the refrigerator and pointed to me. She had told me this. She pointed to me. You see that right there? Greek yogurt in your smoothie every day. So, Jamie, apparently I do like Greek yogurt. Okay. Okay. So okay. so it's, uh, it's camouflaged with, you know, strawberries and bananas and other stuff that's good for you but <clears throat> so apparently i do like greek yogurt just just so you know just you just have to reevaluate your whole life now don't you <laughs> right. maybe you really do right. like the beatles <laughs> no. yeah but there's certain things like there's certain ingredients that go in food a mm-hmm. certain food item yeah. or whatever that you're like i don't like that plain or whatever sure but it's in an ingredient yeah it, or it is an ingredient in something you eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it feels like that kind of falls into that category. Like you don't eat it plain. No, I Greek don't. Yogurt. Like just open up the thing and open up, you know, the, the lid and go, oh, mm, mm, yeah. Greek yogurt. Yum. Yeah. So what's the difference between Greek yogurt and say, I don't know, American I don't know. yogurt? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This is one's in his cup and one isn't. <laughs> okay. I, I don't. I don't know. All right. So, what what was your uh, your take with the Aggie announcement over the weekend about uh, Jimbo Fisher and you know? I mean, it's funny because it's, it's funny because both coaches that coached on Saturday, uh, Mississippi State versus Texas A&M, both coaches ended up getting fired over the weekend or yesterday. In the case of the Mississippi State guy, what's my take on it? Yeah. Um, uh, something's going bad for the Aggies. I'm a fan. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. They're going to have to. They're going to spend some money, obviously, to buy. They don't yeah, seem bothered by the by the seventy five million dollars. Well, they've got the puff fund, and it had it. For well, they got the twelfth twelfth man foundation. I think is what they're where they're saying this money is coming from. And they made a big presentation that should have been included. Jimbo Fisher on Saturday. Um, they made a big presentation from the 12th man to the Aggie um, athletic department or whatever fund that they have. And it's like, like it's like a hundred million dollars and Jimbo's got to be going, Oh, so is that for me? Why don't you just give it to me now? And I'll just, I'll just go ahead and go home. Yeah. I'm not feeling bad for Jimbo Fisher. I think no. he's going to be just fine. Yeah. You know, get a job coaching somewhere else and have that a hundred million. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, it just does. It's hard not to think, man, what could, Seventy-five million dollars, do you know, to a good charity or something? <laughs> sure, or maybe even just ten percent of that. Yeah, or one percent of that. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I. I guess you. It's not always all about money, you know, because obviously A and M's got all the money in the world, and mm-hmm. they've got all. You know, they obviously recruited a high, high level, and um, some people just don't fit. It doesn't work. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's all about, you know, culture and things like that. It'll be interesting to see who they get. Um, you know, uh, is, I don't, and I don't know if there is the, the obvious choice. Um, some think the obvious choice at uh, Mississippi state is Dan Mullen, who has been there before and, and left them to go to Florida. And then it worked out well for a period of time there in Florida. And then, and then suddenly it didn't. And suddenly he left in the middle of the season. So maybe, 
maybe he does want to get back in. Uh, he's been on ESPN, looks pretty comfortable. He's, I think he's made quite a bit of money, but I'm sure that coaching gets in your blood, like like for any profession. I mean, if you have a profession that you've done all your life or a significant portion of your life and you, you leave it, it probably stays in your blood, um, I, would, I would imagine, um, mm-hmm. especially if it's a, a career that you've enjoyed. Um, so I would, I would think that he would be a guy that would get uh, – get another shot at it i'm just and you know for jimbo fisher the the question would be is are how motivated are you and maybe he is maybe he's still real motivated to to go work again and and maybe if it doesn't work out uh at, at lsu the guy that's that hired him at a&m is now the athletic director at lsu and that's one of the reasons why he got this big pile of money a couple of years ago is because a&m had fear of loss that jimbo fisher was going to go run off to lsu when they got rid of ed orgeron Mm-hmm. So maybe he goes there, but look, ADs don't stay every, there all the time either. I mean, there's a certain shelf life uh, for them too. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens because it's not like Brian Kelly's exactly killed it down there. Yeah, no, but I don't think he's been a train wreck. He not not been yeah. a train wreck. Just yeah, give just, it a little more time, and you might be able to say that. But mm-hmm. not now. Uh, somebody says this man. I should have been a football coach. Succeed or fail, I still get a boatload of money. Yeah, but I. For, for every one of those, there's 10,000 guys that, you know, coached at the high school level and just trying to, you know, cobble it together and figure out a way to win and living like, you know, everybody else, you know, month to month and paycheck to paycheck and stuff like that. The, these, these things like this get the, you know, the big headline, obviously. I mean, it's, and it's a huge headline because the 75 million is more than all the coaches together last year that were fired. It's crazy. It's a crazy number. Crazy number. It's a crazy number, and I and I think there's got to be more to the Mississippi State situation than than just eleven games. I mean, Zach Arnett was elevated after the death of Mike Leach almost almost immediately. I mean, it was it was clear that there was something obviously because when they talked about Leach being hospitalized and you know in grave danger, and they already have named a an interim. I mean, it was that was pretty quick. Um, that afternoon, that Sunday afternoon, that they named an interim, so that you knew something was really, really bad for for Coach Leach, and obviously it ended up being that way. But for him to only not even get a full year, that just seems so odd to me that they would be all of a sudden thinking that they're this some kind of college football legacy program when you look at them in in the SEC and where they stood and who they're behind. It's like how in the world could you expect him to turn that thing around? overnight so either yeah no i don't i wouldn't expect that you could so you you might be right maybe there's more to it that the players aren't loving playing for him or something or they they look at this and go hey we have a chance to go get dan mullen (laughs) he's better than zach arnett yeah maybe or somebody else uh in that in that deal somebody we've had a couple references to this that cliff kingsbury's on this a&m list I'd be shocked beyond shock if they hired him to be the head football coach. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.